Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Clear the stage. We, we started this series because, obviously, we had to remove the stage. So it just it kind of made sense. And as we were doing that, it was like the Holy Spirit was stirring something, I know, in my heart and in our hearts as leaders and as a church is, you know, okay, God, you're, you're doing some physical changes here, but God, I believe you're doing some spiritual changes in me and in our hearts. And so we began to, to kind of process through that idea of clearing the stage. Sometimes in our lives, our lives and our hearts and our minds get cluttered, you know, and things that maybe shouldn't have been there have kind of made their way into our hearts. And, and sometimes it becomes an idol or becomes an obstacle to what God wants to do. And sometimes we just have to, to be intentional about removing that. And sometimes it's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it's, it's good things. It's just not the best of what God has for us. And so the, these last few weeks, we've been just looking at different way areas. Of, okay, God, what, what are those areas that maybe sometimes that we our priorities are a little misaligned or some things that could just be changed or things that we're just not giving enough attention to? And uh, so that's what we've kind of been processing through over the, the last few weeks. And today I want to I wanna talk about this theme of clear the stage for ministry to others. Clear the stage for ministry to others. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me? Jesus, we need your help today. I thank you for this place. I thank you for your people. Thank you, Lord, that your, that your word that says that where two or three are gathered, you are in our midst. And so, Lord, we know that your presence, your power, your strength, your supernatural abilities are in our midst. We thank you for the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that greater is you that's in us than he that is in the world. We thank you, Lord, for the, the truth that, that sets us free today. And, Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that you would you would perform a transformational work in our hearts, in our lives, set us free today, help us to be equipped and released into ministry, realizing, Lord, that you've called each of us, that you have saved each of us to serve others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Question for you. I want you to discuss this at your tables, all right? This is your first question. This is your first time you get to talk to someone in church today. You're like, wait, that's not right. You, no, I give you permission. You can talk in church today, all right? Question one, do we live in a self-absorbed world or an others-centered world? Let me say it again. It's a kind of a longer question. Do we live in a self-absorbed world or do we live in an others-centered world? I want you to discuss that in your tables, all right? Maybe talk about some things, or you might have disagreements, but take a few minutes and discuss it. Do we live in a self-absorbed world or an others-centered world? Here's a follow-up question you can talk about, all right? Share an example, all right? Here's a way to do it. Think of a commercial, all right? This is a great way to think. Maybe is there, Was there a commercial you saw? Maybe a song that you heard, maybe on the radio, Maybe, you know, something that helps you to say, yes, we live in more of a self-absorbed culture or an other-centered culture. So is there an example or a song? So talk in your groups, and maybe I'll have one of you stand up and sing that song, all right? Just kidding, just kidding. All right, any examples? Any examples you want to share? Yes. Material girl. Oh, 
I'm living in a material world and I am a material girl. <laughs> yeah. How many brings us back memories, huh? You didn't think I had it in me. I was going to play the video. Oh, here we go. Skip ad. Any other, any other examples? Yes, Dave. Self move. I did read about the who else read the article about the horns this week? It's been around buzzing around and like because we're using our phones more, like they find there's some kids that have like these spikes growing out of their neck. And, like I don't know if that's quite true, but <laughs> self moons. Any other examples? Did anyone, so what was the consensus? Do we live in a, if you thought a self-absorbed world, raise your hand. Okay. Other-centered world, raise your hand. All right. Yeah, you know, generally, culturally, you know, I, I think there's, might be some exceptions, but, you know, kind of human nature is like you're, you know, kid, think of kids, they grow up to be like mine. You know, their first thing is like mine, that's mine. You know, we don't have to teach them like, you know, the, this is your toy and only, you You know, they, they just kind of had that instinctively. So um, <clears throat> here's a question. We, we won't have to talk, talk in your groups, but when you walk into a restaurant, <clears throat> are you focused on others or are you focused on yourself? Huh? <clears throat> Think about that one, all right? Think about, I am hungry, all right? I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. I wrote this down. This was an example. When I walk into my favorite, who knows what my favorite restaurant is? Anyone know? No, I do like Applebee's. I know, Anna, you know. Yes, honey. Anyone else, huh? Red Robin. I like Red Robin. What? Oh, okay, maybe my, uh, my, uh, if, you know, first, yeah, I guess pizza, yeah, you're, oh, man, she got me there. Oh, man. China. I haven't met too much food I haven't like. Yes, okay, Anna, go ahead. Carabas, all right. So if we have a date night or something, I'll say, okay, honey, where do you want to go? And she says, well, give me some choices. I'll say Carabas. I don't know, Carabas, you know, that, that's like my favorite restaurant. But anyways, when I go there, I'm just thinking about two things, all right? There's two menu items that are my favorite. Am I going to order the fettuccine caraba or am I going to order the fettuccine wheezy? That's what I'm thinking about when I walk into Carabas is I'm thinking about myself, all right? So, you know, yes. One has chicken and one has shrimp and uh, something else in there. So, yeah, this uh, depends if I'm in the seafood mood or the chicken. Who else likes Carabas? Anyone? No? Never been there? If you haven't been, it's what Olive Garden used to be. Remember when Olive Garden when it first came out and it was like, wow, this is amazing. And Olive Garden's still good. It's just not what it used to be. So, question. When you walk into a store, are you focused on others or are you focused on yourself? <laughs> yeah, that's right. My list. For me, it's like I know I have, I know what I want to get. I have my list, or my it's usually a list on my phone, and I'm, psh, 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 right, Anna? And I'm, I'm get it, right? I get all those healthy things at the Giant, and I'm, we're good to go, and it only takes a few minutes. I made a mistake one time. I will never make this again. Krista warned me. It was a Saturday morning. 
everyone was hungry. And one of our traditions, most Saturdays, not every Saturday, but is, is the kids like to have donuts on Saturday. So usually we'll go and we'll go to Giant and get some, some donuts. And so this Saturday morning, I had the bright idea. We needed groceries. All right. Why can't I combine the two? Right. <laughs> Chris is like, don't do that. I was like, I got time. You know, it's, it's only going to take me an extra what, 15, 20 minutes to get a few groceries? I think it was about two hours later, maybe not quite, but hour and some change, I'm dragging the kids home. <laughs> They're like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> so we got donuts, but we also got a cartload of food and groceries, and uh, that was not a very good experience. So I won't make that. So, but, you know, my focus that was I had my list. I knew what I was going to get, you know, and boom, boom, boom. Question, when you walk into church, are you focused on others or are you focused on yourself? Mm, that's a tough one. Sometimes we can carry that same mindset into church settings or, you know, small group settings. If we're not careful, it's about, it's about me, right? Right? Sometimes we can be too focused on ourselves. And I'll be the first to admit, sometimes I can be too focused on myself and my needs and my things and is this going to happen? Is it, you know? The church was not designed to be all about us. All right? Contrary to uh, culture's opinion and culture's message today where it says, you know, it's, it revolves around you and we become so egocentric, we become so, you know, everything's revolving around us. Jesus did not design the church to be that way. It's to be revolving around worship of him and reaching out to the lost and raising up disciples. In fact, Jesus, when he gave his marching orders, he, he kept us focused not on ourselves, but on others. Think about Matthew 28. If, you're by, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 28. We don't want to go through just a few basics this morning as reminders. Because we all have that, that idea where it can be easy <clears throat> to have those things in, on the stage of our hearts and our lives where we're too focused on ourselves and less focused on the things and priorities that God has called us to be focused on. Uh, Matthew 28, Jesus, his final marching orders to us as his disciples is, therefore, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So the focus here is on others, right? Go and make disciples. Teach them. Help them. Baptize them. You know, help them in their walk with Jesus. And then, you know, then he focuses on them. And behold, I am with you always. All right? So Jesus says, you know what, your mission is to go and to make a difference. And you know what, I am with you. My strength, my presence, my power will be with you. Turn over to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22. This is a great passage where they're asking Jesus, all right, Jesus, if you could sum up all the laws in the Old Testament, what would be the most important one to follow. What would be the one, if we were to forget everything, if we could sum it up and just say, summarize it into one law, what would it be? And Jesus said this in Matthew 22, starting with verse 37. He says, you shall love the Lord your God. The focus is on 
God, right? Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. He's, he's keeping our focus on, not ourselves, on others. But the cool thing here is just like in Matthew 28, he says, you're to love God, you're to love others as you love yourself. So it's not a self-neglect or as, you know, I'm just going to hate myself and just love others. No, he's like, you need to have a respect and an honor of yourself. You need to have a, a healthy type of self-awareness and self-love, but you need to be mindful of those around you. You need to be available to love God with everything that you have. The question that we can kind of wrestle with is, has church today become more about me and less about others? To help answer this question, maybe that's like, oh, that's kind of a a vague question. That's a tricky one. Think about this. What do people in church usually complain about? Or disagree about in your tables this would be fun all right make a list I want you to make a list in your table okay maybe not things necessarily you you know but what do think what do people in churches normally complain about or disagree about so take a few minutes and talk about that in your groups all right who's gonna be brave let's hear let's hear some discussion all right what what are some things that people complain about in church yes Anna Ooh, the length of the service. We're wrapping up here soon, huh? Nice, honey. Yes. Ooh, being too loud. I've never heard that one. It's too loud. All right, being too loud. Anyone else? Yes, Kenan. People talking while I'm talking. Good. All right. Nice. The music. Yes. Okay, maybe style of music. Absolutely. No one's ever heard that one here, have they? No, 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 I'm just kidding. All right, what else? What other things? Oh, seating, all right, there. Now we're bringing it home, huh? Anything else? Anything we didn't discuss? Sometimes they're, well, appearance. Pastors wearing jeans. Can you believe it today? I can't believe it. Yes. Budget? Yeah, okay, budget. How are we spending these, these resources? Yeah. Can you believe they, they bought this? Can you believe this? Right? Sometimes, you know, a lot of those issues, you know, um, uh, you know my experience has been, it's usually me type issues. It's, it's um, preferences. It's rarely convictions from scripture. Like, well, you know, like this is immoral or this, it's usually a, more of a preference thing. And it's kind of just a, something that, you know, we like or we would prefer this way. So usually it has to do with style of music, you know, choice of songs, uh, volume of music is a big one, length of service, like Anna said, maybe style of service or friendliness of people. You know, no one talked to me or no one shook my hand or no one said hi to me. And, you know, so it's easy to think like sometimes the things that we wrestle with as a church can be just reflected from our cultural, you know, things of, you know, being a little more self, self-focused self that way. If today's church has become more about me and less about others, then we have to help change our focus, all right? And so, you know, I, I say this in love for all churches. It's not just 
us or, you know, we have a, a wonderful church here with people that love the Lord and love others. But man, we all wrestle with it. It's because it's in our, it's kind of in our culture. It's in our world that we live in. We, we have to, we have to improve. We have to change our focus off of us and become more focused on the Lord and the lost. One way to do this is to realize that Jesus wants every Christian to minister to others. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say this. You were saved to serve. You were saved to serve. If you forget everything we say today, I want you to remember that phrase. You were saved to serve. Jesus went to the cross. He died for your sins. He rose from the grave not so that you could, you could become a, a judgmental Christian that just sits there and has a focus on myself, but he wants you to, he was saved you for a purpose, to serve others, to love Jesus with all of your heart, to love lost people and to make disciples. He saved you to serve. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter four. <clears throat> Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 1. He says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You see how he's reminding them to say, you know, it's you need to keep the unity of the bond of peace, the unity of the spirit. You need to be mindful of those around you with humility, with gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another. He says this in verse 4, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying this, verse 9, he ascended. What does it mean? But that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And I want to draw our attention to starting with verse 11 in Ephesians chapter 4. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. If you have a Bible, go ahead. I give you permission to write in your Bible, underline that phrase, to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Jesus, we need your help today. Help us today to be mindful of the mission, to be available to the call, and to be available to those around us, to share the gifts that you've given to us, to, that we realize today, Jesus, we are saved to serve. Help us do that today. Help us to know that you've called us to be ministers for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians 4, we said he gave apostles, he gave prophets, he gave evangelists, 
He gave shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. There's these five ministry offices that Paul uh, addresses here. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, I, I like to say, if shepherds is another uh, definition, or teachers. A, a, a way to memorize these or remember them is an acrostic. I like acrostics. Apept, A-P-E-P-T, apept. Okay, fivefold ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Okay, so, so Paul is saying, you know what? God's given the church these five ministry gifts, these five, some would say, ministry offices, but there is a purpose behind them. What, if you think, like, what is the purpose of being a shepherd or being a pastor? What is the purpose of being evangelist? What is the, the driving purpose of being a, an apostle? And he sums it up. He says it's to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. These five offices are what today we would call ministers. You know, like, oh, these are ministers. You know, the pastor or that evangelist or that apostle, that, that is a, a minister. And sometimes we can be, say, you know, we can distinguish, well, that's them, and, but I, I'm, I'm something different. But the purpose of these ministers and these offices is to help all of us become ministers. The purpose of ministers is not to do all the works of the ministry. The purpose of these ministers is to equip and to help people do the work of the ministry. I've heard a few times over the years is, you know, um, Let's, you know, well, that's what we hired you to do. You know, when we talk about things or we talk about, you know, issues and well, that's why we hired a pastor. You just can go do that, you know? And yes, there are, there are roles and responsibilities, but all of us are called into ministry. You know what? It's less about a profession. It's less about a career choice. It's more about a calling for each and every saint. I love that term that Paul says. Have you ever thought of yourself as a saint? Don't look at your spouse like, no, you're not, you're not saying, you know, but Jesus, the grace of God, the blood of Jesus has washed you, has forgiven you. And so when God sees you, he sees a saint of God, not on your own doing, not on my own. I would never refer to myself as a saint, but God sees me as, as a saint, as a child of God, as a son of God, as a daughter of God. Don't look down on who you are in Christ, you know, that because of his blood, because of what Jesus has done. You are a child of God. You are a saint of God. Equip. He says to equip the saints. That, that word means to prepare for ministry. The idea of ministry is, uh, is this idea of serving. It's not just, you know, an official title. It's an idea of serving others, being a servant to others, it reminds us of what Jesus said. Jesus said this. Think about this. And this helps us put our, our role in perspective. Jesus, the Lord of King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he came to this earth and he says, I came not to be served, but to what? Serve, but to minister, right? That same idea. He says, I came not to be served. If anyone could have been, should have been you know, we could have said it would come and it's okay for him to be a little self-absorbed. It would be Jesus, right? He is the king of kings. He is the Lord. Of, you know, come and serve him. But he says, no, I came to serve, not to 
be served. I came to give my life as a ransom for many, right? That was Jesus' focus. I came to show with the love of God to humanity. And he says, you know I want you to go and I want you to do likewise. I want you to make disciples. I want you to tell and help people obey everything I have taught you. And he says, you know what? I am with you always to the very end of the earth. The last question I want you just to think about, all of us, is just to think about, not to talk about in our tables, but just to think about this. How am I serving or ministering to others? How am I serving or ministering to others? Because when everyone in the church is ministering and serving others, the church becomes less about me and more about others. Maybe there's some struggles you've had and some some preference choices you're wrestling with, and maybe today God's reminding you, church is less about you and more about him. It's more about lost people. It's more about helping all of us grow into unity, into the maturity that Jesus has for us. So the wrong question would be, what kind of church do I want? That'd be the wrong question. The right question is, what kind of church does God want? What kind of disciple, what kind of follower of Jesus does God want? God wants his church serving and ministering to others. Would you bow your hearts and your heads with me this morning? Jesus, we thank you for your call. We thank you for the gift, the responsibility that you have saved us to serve. Help us to battle that tendency to be focused on ourselves. Help us to be focused on you, loving you with all of our hearts and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Jesus, we thank you that you are equipping us. You're you're giving us the gifts and the resources that we can serve, that we can make a difference. Maybe today, I just sense when when I've read that phrase, to equip the saints, that someone today... That was, that was an eye-opening moment for you to realize that because of what Jesus has done, that he calls you a saint. He calls you a beloved son and daughter of the Most High God. And so today, I, maybe that's for you. That's just to receive that. It's to walk out of this place seeing yourself differently and seeing those around you differently, those who, who are following Jesus, those who, whose sins have been washed with the blood of Jesus. He's called us to be set apart and different. His righteousness becomes our righteousness. What's that area of ministry? What's, what's God calling you to do? How is God calling you to serve others, to minister to others? He's saved you. He saved me to serve others. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom and direction. Help us to know how to serve and what 
where to serve and what to say and what to do. We trust you, Lord Jesus. You will raise up leaders. You will raise up those who will go, who will, who will, who will carry forward the call that you have for their lives. You will help us as a church to reach out and to reach in and to make a difference here in this community. You'll even send us to the uttermost parts of the world. Lord, I pray your blessing upon each person. Pray your strength for each person. I pray that you'd release the gifts of the Holy Spirit upon each person today. Lord Jesus, that we'd walk out of this place knowing that we were saved to serve, that we are all ministers for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May I be like you. upon each person, each household, each family, Lord Jesus. Pray that you release us into the harvest fields. The harvests are plentiful. The laborers are too few. So, Lord, we pray to the Lord of harvest that you would raise up harbors, harvest laborers for your harvest field, for your honor, for your glory, for your kingdom's purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Anyone that's available for the construction, stage construction, if you could just stay for a few minutes, we'd love to just meet up here and go over that. Have a great rest of your Sunday today.